Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Online Choir Podcast. Jeremy Warner, Joey Wagner, and we have an emergency podcast today because Ryan Walters got paid. Josh Whitman paid the man that money, and uh, the Illinois defensive coordinator is sticking in Champaign at least for a little while longer, we think. Now some school could get crazy and offer him a ton of money, pay a big buyout. But uh, I think today's announcement that Ryan Walters gets a one-year contract extension on top of his three-year deal already uh, is good news for Illinois fans that were freaking out about him leaving. Josh Whitman says, don't worry, guys, I got you. Here are some of the details on this before Joey Wagner and myself, Jeremy Warner, discuss this. Walters' base salary increases to $1,050,000 for the 2022 season, and that has that's about $200,000 uh, more than he's making now. And then he'll have a thousand, a hundred thousand dollar raises in each of his uh, two seasons that follow. So that's some big boy defensive coordinator money. Illinois put out. He'll be a top three defensive coordinator paid in the Big Ten, top ten nationally. The only two that I could see for certain uh, were higher than him were I think Brent Pry of Penn State and Kerry Coombs uh, of Ohio State. So Walters also will be eligible for an annual retention incentives of at least $250,000 per season. That's big money if he's still on the staff. And then another interesting thing uh, that Illinois released today, the buyout of this contract. And we'll dive into this. His contract includes a $1 million buyout for any non-head coaching position in the Big Ten and a $750,000 buyout for any non-head coaching position outside of the Big Ten. So basically... If you want to steal Ryan Walters as an assistant, uh, you and he will have to pay a decent chunk of change. So, Joey Wagner, I give you the floor after a weekend off. You come back to this news. What do you think? It's a big move, right, by Josh Whitman to come in. And and I know we'll get into this, the basketball ordeal of the summer. But to come in and say, this is our guy. Right, like, and for Brett, him and Brett Bielema to stand up basically hand in hand with, with Ryan Walters in the middle of them, this is our guy going forward, and it's a big statement, right? It's a statement that they're going to be able to take on the recruiting trail. It's a statement that I think, like, I'd have to imagine if you're recruiting a kid at another school, you're probably saying, "Hey, you know, I know you like this guy, but what, what's you know, is he going to be around for your whole, you know, even half of your four years, right?" And like. It's kind of it is recruiting against so it's a really nice way to do it right like hey he's really good he's probably going to be gone but to come in and just get it done now because this is a carousel is going to get moving here like i mean it's already moving right i mean the whole state of washington needs a football coach <laughs> like it, florida is a total disaster ellis i mean all these big schools and then the trickle down effects as they start to go get their guys i mean like lsu is going to hire I would assume a power five head coach. Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, maybe I'm wrong. Same with USC. So then 
that's another vacancy open. And then you start these dominoes start falling and new staffs are built. Or we've seen a couple coaches fire their coordinators to try to save save their own boat from sinking. I'm looking at <laughs> Scott Florida. Frost. Scott Frost. <laughs> Scott Frost, Florida. It's, I mean, so you look at those things and there's going to be movement, right? And you want a candidate who's going to be in those discussions, but you also want to do everything you can to make it really hard for him to go take that because you're compensating him yep. well, things are going well, and it's going to be hard for a program to come in and grab him. And the wording that and they use in the contract, or at least in the press release, is non-head coaching job, which to me is Bielema and Whitman saying, hey, we want to watch you rocket to the moon here, right? Like We want you to go be a head coach when your time comes and do really, really well, but we sure don't want you to go anywhere else and be a defensive coordinator. So that's chips all in on Ryan Walters. It's only been 10 games, so that's the other part of me that I'm like, I mean, this defense has been really, really good. It's like, they got, I mean, this isn't waiting around. Like, Josh Whitman needed 10 games, and maybe Brett Bielman needed less than that to say, hey, this is our this is our dude, and we're not losing him. Yeah, I got a lot of takeaways on this, but let's talk about um, why he's good. Like, why he's deserving this in his first year. And this is not um, new for Josh Whitman, right? Like he paid up for Rod Smith after Rod Smith had a great first season offensively in a four and eight year. And this year's a little bit similar in that Rod Smith was the bright spot. That offense in 2018 was a bright spot uh, of a team that's defense was awful. The Illinois offense is awful this year. And that's why they're four and six instead of six and four, or seven and and three at this point right like the defense has played well enough to have those kind of records uh and ryan walters is a huge part of that um and i wrote after the minnesota game i'm feeling pretty good about that column saying josh whitman needs to to think about paying up and, and extending him pretty shortly but the numbers are staggering joey we know it's basically the same players right nate hobbs who, who's playing sunday night football as we record this tonight and starting yeah, no Jake Hansen on this team, basically, because of injuries. And Milo Eifler, who I thought last year wasn't even a top three linebacker on the team last year. So, basically the same team. You went from allowing, during Big Ten play, 34.9 points per game to 17.6. Rushing defense, you've cut that by 73 yards. Opponents passing efficiency. Last year was 165, Joey, which 165 pass efficiency is a Heisman Trophy candidate, right? And this year it's 116.9, which is basically an Illinois quarterback. So, like, that's how much you've cut down defensively. Sacks, you've gone up 1.3 per game. And last year's defense wasn't awful at rushing the, the passer. Third down percentage, you cut it by 7%. Turnover margin, you've stayed the same, which is the one thing Lovey Smith was actually pretty good at. You've actually gone up one-tenth uh, per game, so basically the same thing. It's been amazing what he's been able to do, and especially mid-season here, Joey, because through three games, it didn't look very good. But he made the personnel adjustments. Uh, he made the schematic adjustments where basically they're running a 3-4, 3-3-5 now most times. Um, and, and you're seeing guys that he coaches, like Sidney Brown and Kirby Joseph, skyrocket right now. I think Owen Carney is potentially playing himself into a training camp spot, right? Which I didn't know if that was going to be the case. Maybe he's a guy who can actually get drafted. I think Devin Witherspoon's played well. And then some of the young guys, Keith Randolph is playing great ball. Tariq Barnes and Kalon Tolson uh, have been pretty good. And and you've seen guys like Isaiah Gay and, and Tony Adams who were in the doghouse through three weeks and, and got benched. They've come on and played really well. So uh, I, I think – 
it's clear he's really talented, right? And, and you hear his players talk about him and how he relates to them. Being a young guy, was a stud college football player just a dozen years ago, can kind of speak their language. It's pretty clear that they like that there's a young guy after the last couple of years, not to you know throw him under the bus, but Lovey Smith's a very different person, right? And uh, Ryan Walters brings a lot more energy, it seems like, to that defense, and most importantly, just brings the results. Yeah, I mean, all those numbers you you rattled off there. Remember how bad it was after Virginia, like the, the, this, like this season total and all the per game stuff is still a little skewed yeah. by Virginia, UTSA, and then they just got beat really bad by Wisconsin. Right? I mean, that, that happened. But other than that, that's yeah, think really of that. Good. Think of that rushing total I just gave you. That includes Wisconsin. So like yeah. one fifty seven, you gave up three ninety to Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean that's. And that's really the only blip. I mean, the, I would say the only bad game we've seen this defense since September 11th in Charlottesville. And look, that was a horrible performance in Virginia. And I think so much with I keep coming back to that game, and I just think it kind of is what makes this turnaround so much more impressive with Ryan is because they looked terrible. Like that looked like this was going to be an awful part of the season we didn't know if there was enough talent we didn't know how they were going to manage to swim through what we thought it was and they fixed it in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. like in the middle of the season I guess early middle and here they are now with a really good defense that's keeping them engaged it's just really amazing if you like step back and conceptualize a little bit of where this thing was and Ryan I mean he made obviously the on-field adjustments right but just he's down on the field too like, that's a thing that I just – and, again, I'm not trying to, you know, throw Lovey under the bus here, but, like, it felt at times like you're watching somebody like, this is how it's going to be, yeah. and by George, we're going to make this work here and because this is – it's worked before, and, and it did work for him before. But I think you've seen in Ryan that ability to kind of mold and bend and, and I'd say ability. I'm sure Lovey had the ability too, but the willingness, right. it appears, and more of a willingness to mold and bend to what's going on and the safety play – like those are his guys. Like that is his room. And Kirby Joseph was a wide receiver last year. And Kirby <laughs> Joseph, we thought special teamer, fine. But like they gave it, they gave him to us. So let's be honest, they gave us Kirby Joseph in, in training camp. We're like, why are we talking to Kirby? And even then, he wasn't a starter. It took him three games to make them a, him a starter. But um, that's that's an amazing development piece, and to put him in that position, and to put Sydney in a position where. You know, he's not like he's making a lot of decisions now, but he's just comfortable and confident. It always felt like Sydney was kind of second guessing himself mid play or whatever it was, and he had a lot of busts. He's not doing that this year. Yeah, I think he's right now would be my defensive MVP just in the way that they do things. And that's Ryan did a good job of connecting with him, helping him, you know, along with understanding what his responsibilities are, giving him the freedom to Sydney's a really smart guy, giving him the freedom to to use that intellect on the field. I mean, just so much has gone into it and, and some relatability piece. I know you talked to the guys after the Minnesota game and, and we'd heard this, you know, piece by piece, like, yeah, he's just a young guy. Like we share a lot of the same interests there, you know, just understanding of. He speaks the lingo. Somebody told me one of the. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like he's, he's really, like he was an impressive, I thought he was an impressive get when they got him from Missouri. And I'm still looking and I know every fan base, like, it's like, oh, the coordinators are always a problem, right? Like, it's almost always the coordinators. But, like, Missouri fans are like, see you, man. Oh, good. You know, happy to see you go. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding why, like, 
he it was kind of viewed like that and i get it right it's five years it's, it's whatever someone's got to go when you're not playing very well but man he's been everything and more that i think we expected right and andy's young and just all these pieces fit really really well and he said it and i, I there's a lot of truth to what he said this wasn't just somebody like shrugging off a little bit of the praise like that defensive room mm-hmm. like i think he's done a really good job and the assistants have done a good job and just being open right like he could be this hot shot defensive coordinator who's going to be a head coach one day we all know that like, i don't think anybody's thinking otherwise and he could just say well this is what it is because this is what i do and i'm good at this but it feels at least in what we understand it as a really good discussion of, of how to do this and how to play off of the coaching strengths the player strengths and all of this put together like i, I think that's a huge piece of this too yeah by the way missouri uh gave up 32 points a game last year they're up to 35 this year uh i know it's the sec it's a little different but uh, they got some non-conference games in there too so uh that should bring it down so they're, they're struggling a little bit without him this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, I do want, this is one of my takeaways, Joey, is I think it says a lot about what Bielema thinks of him because you said it, this is an impressive defensive staff that has capable guys behind Ryan Walters who could be the coordinator, right? Like if Andy Boo had to step in and be coordinator, he could do it. Like he's, he's been impressive. I think this year with the linebackers, you know, Ryan gave him a lot of credit for the Minnesota game plan. Uh, and, and we think Kevin Kane would be the next guy up. And, and he left the SMU defensive coordinator position to be an associate head coach and an outside linebackers coach here. I mean, that's basically a demotion in title, even if he's getting paid more here at Illinois. Um, But it seems like he wants to learn behind Brett Bielema, but also there might be a a Big Ten defensive coordinator job not too far down the line, and maybe it's still not behind Ryan Walters. But I think it says, because I'm sure Whitman and Bielema sat down and said, okay, what's this guy worth? Like, what's he worth to you? And Bielema had to say, like, this guy is legit. Like, if we keep him, we're going to continue to get better. Because he does have guys, I think, if Walter's left for a head coaching job right now, he'd feel comfortable putting Kane or putting Andy Boo into that position. So I think it says a lot about what Bielema probably told Whitman about, I don't know that this happened, but I'm sure it it had to. It makes sense, right, that uh, Bielema had to say, this guy's worth this kind of money. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, Because I, I think when you think it's like the next would be Kevin, Kane, but I also think like Brett's got a really vast phone book, right? Like it isn't like, oh, these are just the only guys who could be because they're on the staff. Brett could make a couple calls and and at least give himself a shot at a lot of coordinators for him to say, hey, this is our guy here and and really go all the way in. And I, I just 
It's a really big move. Like it's, it, I've spent a little time now thinking about it to do this right now. Like this is, hey, we're not waiting around. I do wonder a, a lot about the timing and the urgency of it. I, mean, I say urgency, but like Josh didn't wait until after well, Northwestern at least, right? Like to get out here. And I know the carousel is starting to buzz pretty good right now. The carousel but, starts earlier than ever now, right? Yeah. So I, I'm wondering if – were they getting any information like, hey, he's really starting to to get some calls here or at least some back-channeled interest from other programs? We need to do something because, I mean, he signed an extension. He's happy here, yeah. right? Like, I mean, we know he's happy here in the way he talked and to do this. Yeah, let, let's, for, let's speculate a little bit there, right? Because uh, I don't know, is Dan Mullen getting fired? I, I don't know because he has had success at Florida – but it's clear they have to make changes because their recruiting's going down, the winning's going down, and he's an offensive guy, right? So, like, Ryan Walters can make a lot of sense in that position, but does it make sense for Ryan to go there if he's making a seven figures here and he's going to be comfortable here? He's not going to be under a coach on the hot seat next year and, and potentially fired uh, next holiday season, right? So that makes sense for Ryan. Like if Florida say reached out to his agent or whatever it is, and this is all speculation, right? But like, that's one of the big jobs uh, that could be out there or Washington is now open or Washington state or, or USC. And I don't know if, if Ryan would be that interesting to, to them, but like some of these schools, I mean, he's got a lot of recruiting ties in the sec area. He's from uh, originally born in California, but uh, raised in Colorado, um, Colorado. I don't think is going to make coaching change soon but he could be in line the next time there's a head coaching job you know for for Colorado maybe if he's here for a couple more years as a coordinator maybe he could be in line at his alma mater but um, I I think it makes sense for both sides that Ryan's just like man I'm comfortable here I don't want to go somewhere where I'm going to be in the hot seat and trying to save a head coach Um, and for Illinois why would you want to give up some momentum especially on that side of the ball where you think you can be pretty good next year right like to have some continuity with basically the same defense coming back outside of the outside linebackers and Roderick Perry basically everyone's coming back and Tony Adams right like so I I think you still have a great core there you can add some key transfers and we'll get into that but like it makes sense for both sides for me to get this done now especially with the number Illinois put out there yeah I mean it get ahead of it right we talked about it before we recorded basketball didn't feel like they were ahead of it in the offseason so let's 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 bring that up yeah is is this is this josh whitman learning from basketball that he let that get to middle of the offseason before kentucky came call and then you get into a bidding war right and it felt like you gave them a chance to go out there instead of doing it beforehand we don't know the discussions that happened maybe there were discussions in april or may or march or whatever it was but is this a reaction to like, hey, we can't even let them get out to that full market. Let's just lock them up now, increase that pay so that we can continue this. And basketball has been fine, right? Like Brett, right. kudos to Brad Underwood and Josh Whitman with the money they paid and the guys they were able to bring in. They ended up fine, but um, I'm sure Brad would have rather have kept Orlando and Teagle. Yeah, I wonder if it, it might be both, right? Like you got to be careful being so reactionary. Yes and a lot of this stuff um but i uh, you know we try to get into this a little bit throughout the course of the week as, as we talk to people but i have to think brett bielma was a really big factor in this he like i just as we've gotten to know him over the last 11 months he's pretty aggressive in the sense of like if, if it's working for him and, and he's happy with it like he's 
not trying to lose Ryan Walters. And so I, I maybe some of it would probably be basketball if I had to guess. But I think some of it's just I think Brett in my mind, and I don't know this for sure, but I think he had to nudge this thing forward because he knows how this works too, right? Like him and Josh know how this works and. And obviously the defense is getting a lot of buzz. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went and, and maybe either accelerated it or, or or started to get that ball moving itself. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe this was all Josh. I think it was probably both of them really coming together and understanding that we don't want to get this down the line. And maybe in the back of Josh's mind, he was like, yeah, boy, yeah, we, we, we let this thing get a little too far uh, across the street. And maybe not, but I, I just think it's probably a, a combination of both. Let's bring this up too. Um, to quote my one of my favorite movies of all time, The Town. Um, Josh Whitman is the not effing around crew, right? When it comes to his, and I would say almost every athletics program he has. I mean, the resources he is pulling in and, and fundraising and, and putting in this. And I, you know, I, I don't have access to what his pool is of like what he is able to to spend. But this is unprecedented. I know with inflation, and that's a hot topic now, but like everything, like money has gone up, right? Like Ryan Walters is now making more money than I think Ron Turner ever made at Illinois, right? And, and Bruce Weber was making around this when he first started at Illinois. But we're talking about the leaps in the last five years are ridiculous. And this is why players, you see these coaches making this kind of money, this is why players have been really adamant about pushing their power to to make something of themselves because this is ridiculous money uh, that these guys are making. But Josh Whitman just has put Illinois basketball in the top three, I think, in Big Ten in spending. You know, Brett Bielema was, I think, 10th or 11th in, in salary. And, um, you know, $4 million was probably more than they had to give him at the time, but you got to pay the price. But now this assistant salary pool this is top five, I think, in, in the Big Ten uh, for football, which is it's a lot of money, Joe. I mean, he is he is ponying up for this football program because he knows how important it is to him, and he sees how much success they had when you know Brad Underwood came in here. He gave him a top, the number one, I believe, or number two salary pool, and look what that did. Like, what, look what that did for him. And now Brett Bielma has access to that, and his staff on paper, especially as we talked about defensively is ridiculously impressive and we're seeing what that investment can get so uh he is josh whitman is the not effing around crew just like in the town so i come back to the press conference we had with him after they made the decision to fire levy and he said i'm going to be all in on these guys until we come to the point that i can't be right which which is why he fired levy what all in looks like is giving them everything he can possibly give them to make this work and josh wants football to work one it's good for business two he played there right like the, he's all in on this thing and he's saying he, it's almost like he's saying hey i understand i've got a responsibility to put to get this car moving as well and it's going to take the conversations and money and to get all of this going and hey by the way it worked across the street and i promise you it's going to work here and he, he's and on the guys until he he can't be and again that's putting some some pretty pretty nice coin forward and and getting ryan walters uh, what an extension to his house or something yeah now i know like he has convinced his administration too like a lot of people thought yeah. how serious is the administration about athletics josh whitman is i mean we we know he is like uh, donors obviously know he is because he twists their arm for more and more and more 
he's very convincing. He's got a vision, and he is intense and passionate about getting it there, and partly because he's at the University of Illinois, man. Like, uh, I don't know how he pulls it all off, but uh, he's getting it done when, when it comes to resources. And they're four and six, man, but the defense is, is pretty special right now, uh, and, and he doesn't want that to, to go away. This is a really, I mean, not to veer off topic, they're like a, that's kind of like a reality point for me when you said that. Like, they're four and six. Like, I kind of forget that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like I, I get it. Like I, we've covered all six of the losses, and like we know how it all happened. They're painful. Like I never get their four and six. Like they're they're not really playing because like they're that. They, they're better than a four and six. Like isn't that weird? Like they're, yeah, they're kind super of weird. they're better than the four and six team. Like I think even all the metrics um, have said that because they're so close. I mean, all, all these losses have been excruciating and you sit there and they're still excruciating because what you've done against Minnesota and Penn state, two top ranked teams, like you have as many, Bielema has as many ranked road wins as Jim Harbaugh has. And I think Jim Harbaugh is a heck of a coach. Like Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, that's, he's got two on the road against ranked opponents. Um, I've, I've said this before, but the four previous head coaches, Illinois had one combined and that was at number one, Ohio state for Ron Zook. Um, but then, like, you lose to Purdue, who's a pretty good team. Yeah. By, by the end of the game, Maryland, who's going to go to a bowl game, most likely. Like, you lost to them in the most inconceivable way possible because your offense couldn't score. But your defense has been uh, one of the best in the Big Ten. I mean, we're putting them up there with basically everybody but Wisconsin right now, right? Like, that's, that's pretty impressive when you're on that tier. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think the defense – I mean, I know it's the defense, right? The offense hasn't really been – very wowing um this season but like the defense is why i forget they're four and six yeah. because this isn't like games that we've covered where Illinois has just been trucked by halftime and it's over or iowa scores 46 times in 13 seconds you know to got them 63 nothing i mean like it just feels like a big 10 team like a team that's going to hold you defensively they're going to do what they're going to do offensively and ryan and his staff the staff just all of that whatever I'm really impressed, I, I think, too, by the way that Bielma and Ryan and the staff, like, they merge these pieces pretty seamlessly. Like, there's three guys in there who were, F, you know, Power 5 coordinators, right? And, like, this isn't one of those polling for – you know what I mean? It's just, it's just all kind of has worked together. Like, I'm looking at Andy Boo's tweet from earlier, at, from uh, the Illinois, uh, when they announced it, and you said, hell yeah. And I'm like – like they care and like obviously everybody in that building knows who ryan walters is and what his future is going to be and they're celebrating yeah. that and that is i think there's a good read on brett to understand that these are guys who would all come together really well and it's working in a way that i did not think it was ever going to work well and i think that's a kudos to bielma too like as you said because it's if one person eats if if this team eats we all eat Right, and, and we all have success, and in such an ego-driven industry, and and you could put ours in there too, right? Like that matters. Like you got to be a part of a team and celebrate your teammates' successes, because you get jealous of that stuff. Then, man, like that, that that's helping your team, right? When when he's good, that means you're more likely to make more money down the line, and possibly after the season, you get a year extension, all of that. So. Um, I, th- I think that's a that's a pretty good observation that they're, they're kind of all celebrating this, even outwardly. But I'm sure it seems like they're pretty tight. And everything I've heard is is these guys work really, really well together. Uh, the other part, Joe, before we get out of here, is the recruiting impact. Mm-hmm. Right now, you go, 
you still got some offensive or defensive guys to add in the class of 2022. As you said, um, teams might be going, hey, Ryan Walters might not be there long. And, and it's not like Illinois doesn't do that to like Jim Leonard. Like I'm sure an Austin Brown conversation is Jim Leonard's going to have a head coaching job or maybe an NFL defense coordinator job soon. Um, I don't know about that, right? Because Jim Leonard seems really happy, but you have to fight those things. Now Illinois has ammo. So if they want to go get a really important transfer like Antonio Doyle, right, who knows Ryan Walters because he was committed to Missouri and wants to be like, ah, is he going to be there? Yeah, he's going to be here, Antonio, and you're going to be a big part of this defense. Uh, Corey Patterson obviously knows him well. That's just one example, right? They're going after a bunch of DBs from Florida still in this class. Yeah, Uh, Cody Jones, cornerback out of Memphis, who's a four-star commit to Michigan. Yeah, like all those guys they're going after right now and a lot of defenders, you can sell that. He's going to be back, and he's going to be leading this defense. And I forgot who said it, but uh, he calls a heck of a game. I mean, he just calls great games uh, on the sideline there. Yeah, I mean, it's the same way. You're right. I'm sure Illinois does this. Like, if if Jim Leonard's rumored for any job, Illinois would be remiss to not send that link to Austin Brown three times a day, right? Like, and try to make – Because every every staff says, oh, we don't negative recruit. You don't have to, like, go hardcore about it. It's like, yeah, that guy, he might not be there long. Tell that to the dad or something right that. Yeah, and look, I don't know (laughs) if they're going to do that. But it's the point that, like, it's just what this business is and what recruiting is. And however you can get a leg up on somebody, you're going to do it. And if that means – saying, hey, yeah, I can see why you'd want to commit to to Ryan Walters, but listen, I don't know, man. I think he's going to be getting on out of there soon. It, it's, you know, it's a compliment, but it also is, is helping the program recruiting against Illinois. So I, I just think that foundation and stability is so much of what, you know, Brett, or Brett and Josh talked about, like, building sustained success. Stability is such a big part of that. And you don't like, yeah, it's great if Ryan goes and gets a head coaching job. And I'm sure Brett would clap and cheer him all the way off to Willard Airport, right? Like, because that's what you do when your guy gets a promotion. But like, it's not good for business if every year you've got a coordinator coming in and out and in and out and in and out. I mean, you're shooting other guys up to the moon to get them promoted, but also you're like kind of losing yeah. some of that stability and, and getting all that going. So I, this is just a really big piece, man. And it's a really, a testament to I mean it's obviously a testament to Ryan he's getting paid and he got a promotion or he got a raise but like for them to recognize that this had to be done now like that tells me so much about Ryan Walters that like we're not even going to open this door at all this is it like we want you here. it's just there's a lot of pieces to it it's kind of hard to try to find a way to digest all of them this is a really big commitment for Illinois and financially it's huge like he's I mean here we are, like, we f- have fawned over Jim Leonard for, like, three years, right? Deserve and Ryan Walters himself. is going to out-earn him. Yeah, Ryan Walters is scheduled to make more money than him next year. Um, I don't know how Paul Chris feels about that, but I'm sure Brett Bielema will tell him next time he sees him. Because Brett Bielema, that was a, that was a, that was a problem. Right at Wisconsin, his his assistants did not get enough raises, lost some guys, and he that's part of the reason he left for Arkansas because they were willing to pony up. He sees in the Big Ten like he's got an athletic director that is willing to pony up, even though they haven't had a ton of success yet. But he recognizes success in the defense, and and again, I, th- I think Josh Whitman, Brad Underwood was stung by Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman leaving for assistant jobs, even at a blue butt. 
Like he's like, hey, if you want a head coaching job and you get that head coaching job, love it. That's great for you. That's good for me. All of that. But to lose to an assistant job, I think really hurts. And I think the buyouts tell the story. And and to be honest with you, I, I understand Illinois fans thinking Ryan Walters. You've seen one year of him. It's been unbelievable. He could be a head coach next year. I I think even for a group of five schools, like that's a leap, right? Like I know Ryan Walters has been a DC for a while here, but he hasn't been the national name for a while. Like if, if he continues to have success at Illinois and helps this turnaround, he can start to be that national name, possibly get a group of five job um, pretty soon here. If the right power five job opens in say two or three years and he's still having the success, I I think that's the track he's on. I, I think the way the buyouts are structured, they were worried about coordinator jobs. They were worried about some SEC school probably coming to steal him. So just, just a couple final thoughts, but uh, yeah, I think that's, I think it says a lot about Josh Whitman, Brett Bielema, and, and Ryan Walters, just their commitment to this thing. And, and for Illinois not to lose somebody um, after one year, uh, I think that's huge for Brett Bielema to build around. And this is good for Ryan too, right? Like this gives him, he's going to be taken care of very well financially here. And he keeps the pick. Like he doesn't have to just take the next head coaching job because it's a head coaching job. He can be a little picky. And, and if this defense continues on this route, you're exactly right. He's going to be that person that – I mean, I, I I do it. I know you do it. Is anytime those you know ESPN or the Athletic books out a so and so got fired? Here's who I look through it because one, you always want to make sure you're not missing any buzz on our end for our jobs. But you're curious. But if Ryan can get this going, like that's going to be a guy that he can get it. Like those are going to be lists he's on, and he doesn't like you said. He just doesn't have to take. He doesn't have to take the Akron the- job, right? Like you don't yeah. have like nowadays. I mean, look at look at the guys at Clemson. It's Tony Elliott that's been so patient. Brent Venables, and I know they're not having a great year, but Kirby Smart. Look how patient he was, and he's like, I'd rather make two point three million dollars as a defensive coordinator than under Nick Saban and not have my stock move at all than go to some group of five school. Right, like it, it just makes you can do that, and you've seen it in basketball where guys Tommy Lloyd stays at Gonzaga for two decades rather than jump at the first opportunity he gets that might be a bad opportunity so ryan walters doesn't have to take an akron job which has been a coaching graveyard like he can wait he can be patient he can have success here under a coach he really likes get paid even better and then be picky about his job i think that's the right way of going about it. like i think orlando antigua at this point in his career i know he wants to be a head coach you got that ego you you want to prove yourself as a head coach but under Cal or under whether, whether it was Underwood for the long term or now Cal Parry at, at Kentucky, you can sit there and be picky, man, and just be a seven-figure assistant um, and not lose your stock. Your stock's not going to really go down there. I think that that's a good business move. And you don't have to deal with a lot of the headaches that is <laughs> being coach a head coach, right? Talking to us two or three times a week or, or going to a donor this or a donor that or, or you know whatever booster here or there. You to make a bunch of money and hang out. Coach ball. <laughs> like, dog ball, man. It's, that's good living. Yeah. And I do want to say, Jeremy, as we think about recruiting, and obviously this has – I mean, I don't know how sizable of an impact, but it's, it's going to have an impact on the trail. I mean, it's got to, right? It's interesting that how they're deploying Ryan on the trail because remember when they kind of divvied up the state and had made their pockets, Brett said, I don't really want my coordinators out too much recruiting you notice in josh's statement in the press in the press release like recruiting was mentioned i think like i'm I'm sure they knew it but like we're seeing how much they value ryan as a recruiter too like this went from ah we're gonna 
no, he's going to always going to have his guys, just like Tony has his guys. But I think you're starting to see like, hey, this guy could like he come in and, and really close or, or make things happen. And that's another interesting part is I, I thought that was striking that Josh mentioned that specifically in his statement in the press release because we haven't, you know, it's, I guess with this staff, it's kind of hard to see who's the, like, you know who the lead recruiters are, but like lead recruiters aren't, you know, it's pretty much everybody at this, some point. This is v- very much a staff all in. Like there, there are like George McDonald has been amazing. Um, I think we know Corey Patterson's a good recruiter. Like Bart Miller, obviously with offensive linemen is really good. Uh, but yeah, I think Aaron Henry, we know down in Florida can, can do really well. And, and you just hear him talk and you're like, yeah, you're drawn to that guy. I'm drawn to Ryan. Whenever Ryan speaks, yep. like we lucked out here, Joey, cause we get him probably at least for another year, maybe two. Yeah. I enjoy talking with him because he gives you great insight. I think he's really uh, intelligent. Um, I think he's wicked smart when it comes to football. Like, uh, I just think I think he's really good. I just think he's really good, and he's a great communicator, and that comes across with the way his players play, the way his players talk about him, and, yeah, the way recruits have talked about him recently. I can see why he resonates with both you know, 16 to 18-year-old young boys and then i can see why he resonates with parents like because he is a parent and he talks like a parent so like but he can also connect with these guys so yeah he's just a really impressive guy yeah he is and it's easy to maybe miss out on some of that because he's not like the rah-rah like flipping podiums and excitement type of coach he's very just cool up there when he talks so like i i know for first i'm like i don't know okay what's going on here like how do we read this guy but if you just listen to him, he's a blast. Like his answers are thorough. He, he really gives some great insight. And I just, you can see how that's going to play in the locker room, how it plays in the meeting rooms, how it plays on the recruiting trail. He's really, just a really impressive hire. Like we, we were, when they hired, when Brett hired George McDonald and Kevin Kane, we were like, wow, like they really closed with the splash. And maybe I just personally didn't, I don't say appreciate like how big of a hire Ryan was at the time. Cause I think I was early on and it was like the swoon, like, Oh my God, what's, what's going on here. But man, he has been just remarkable and credit to that whole staff. And I know he said it in his presser on Tuesday, just, they've just done a really good job yeah. of putting this whole thing together and, and elevating everyone's voice to make this work and being, being humbled at times, I would think, and you know, hey, my idea isn't working. It certainly has had to have happened at some point, and, and just keeping this thing moving. What, what a hire and a big move by by Brett Bielma and Josh Whitman to keep him around. Yeah, I think we've mentioned every other defensive assistant, so I just want to give Terrence Jameson a little credit too, because Keith Randolph, Johnny Newton, Roderick Perry playing really, really well right now. So uh, they've all developed those guys and and put them in position to succeed. And to the point where you're going into Iowa this weekend, ranked opponent on the road, thinking they got a chance because of the defense, right? Uh, in Northwestern, you feel like this is your best chance to beat Northwestern. I think we've said that a couple times over this six-game losing streak, but um, you, you sit there and think we have realistic chance because Northwestern's offense is awful and our defense is great. Um, and if our offense just does enough, our defense will give us a chance to win the game. All right, great stuff. Joey Wagner, appreciate it. Uh, if you missed any of our content over the weekend, we are loaded with football and basketball content, basketball especially. Uh, it could be a huge week ahead for Illinois football and basketball recruiting. Of course, Illinois basketball going to Marquette on Monday, big game, and then Illinois heading to Iowa to try and keep its bull hopes alive and try to get their third straight 
road victory against a ranked opponent. How crazy is this? Joey Wagner, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. If you missed, uh, if, if you don't subscribe to the Online Enquirer podcast, please do follow us, give us a rating review. And as always, everybody take care of each other. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Online Enquirer podcast. Everyone is talking about if. I'm going to go to Lynn Human. I like it. I love it. It's original and heartfelt. Ta da! And the must see comedy of the summer <laughs> that's perfect for the whole family. This is just so exciting. If. Ready PG. Now playing in theaters.